Welcome to the Real Messy Podcast, a podcast where we have real messy conversations that occur in education. This is Shayna Piggott from Grays Lake Central High School, and I'm here with my co-host, Rachel Lisinski. Hello. And Jen Nace. Hello. Today we want to talk about professional development. As instructional coaches, we spend a lot of our time planning professional development opportunities for our teachers and attending outside professional development conferences. Overall, what makes professional development opportunities valuable? I think what's missing sometimes from professional development opportunities are moments to converse with other people and to network and to have your ideas heard. I feel like there's oftentimes a presenter who's looked at as like the expert and you do all the activities like a teacher to a group of students. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I feel like sometimes we need to shift that focus. Well, I think it's hard too when there's sometimes when I go to a professional development opportunity and I want to be the student in the classroom, I'm learning something, I can take that, you know, use it right away, you know, it's in, have something that I feel like I walked away with. But then there's other times where I really want to have those like deeper philosophical, like why are we doing this? What's the purpose? How is this really going to work in my classroom? Have those like reflective conversations with people around me. But you know, every person's coming into the room with like a different lens of what it is that they want. And so how do you cater to that? Like, how do you find like a good balance? It's hard. I know that when I was a newer teacher, to be into an, to be in an environment where somebody was asking me to share during professional development was very intimidating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that like now, the longer I've been in education, that's shifted, and I very much would rather have those philosophical discussions sometimes than to just be given information. But as a new teacher, you know, you're just swamped, and so like the idea of sharing your ideas when you're still not very confident that your ideas are like good you know, is a little intimidating. I wonder if, like, where you're at in the teaching game plays a part in the type of professional development you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And not so much years, but teaching confidence, too. It's like, how familiar are you with a particular, like, topic or whatever? I feel like five years ago, I'd go to conferences, and I'd be like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Oh, that's such a cool idea. And now I'm going to conferences, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I heard that five years ago. Oh, yeah, I heard that five years ago. And so it's like I'm kind of feeling like that shift from you know I'm just learning about it to now I feel like I'm an expert at it and I want that like next thing and so then my like needs at a professional development Mm -hmm. conference or you know as I'm reading articles or whatever else has totally shifted Mm -hmm. and I think too as we get more into the teaching game we know specifically what we want so you know for example we've been reading this particular uh, memoir in our class and it's going and it's going and then you're like I need something to jazz this up and you know exactly what you want but you need someone else to help you create it well I wouldn't go to a professional development seminar to come up with ways to engage my class because it's not going to work for the reason I need it to or for the the memoir that we're reading or for the time limits that we have or the particular students in my class and so sometimes you really do need a very specific conversation with someone who can offer that professional development and that advice about how to do exactly what you want. The idea that professional development comes in many forms for sometimes it's like an actual conference, a formalized thing that you register and go to. Sometimes it's a school-led professional development and sometimes it's a conversation. I think Mm -hmm. that's important to note, you know, for especially for a lot of teachers who may not consider that something like professional development. I think it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and how do you find that resource, whether that's finding the person or people to sit down and have that conversation with? Are there 
people on your teaching team where you feel like you can have that conversation with them or is it something outside of what you're used to it's like we kind of always do this and if we sit down and have this conversation we're going to just fall back into those same comfort yes. things do you need to find someone outside of that comfort zone do you need to find someone who can bring a new lens maybe you're a math teacher but it'd be really cool to hear from an English teacher about how they might approach yeah. things just to get a different look and kind of jazz it up or to engage the students in a different way or to show connections beyond like the silos of our content areas to make it more real for our kids and then finding the time to be able to make that happen. So, you know, whether that's researching online or looking in your professional development like magazines or mm-hmm. new or like websites or whatever that, you know, for the different content areas or um, you know, whatever it is that you're seeking out, it's just trying to make time for that. Mm-hmm. And recognizing the messy piece, right? Like we talk about being messy in the classroom, but sometimes professional development can be messy. So I think too, like while we're talking about something very specific that we might want, it's beneficial to seek out a variety because what if like you are, you're sitting with a group of people who are not from your school who are not from your content area or your discipline or your background, and someone says something that sparks an idea and you you simply have the time to reflect and refocus, and that allows you to generate different ideas that you didn't have before based on what other people are saying because it's new and it's interesting. And, and even if someone in your school said that to you, you might not take it the same way. Right. It is true that like there's something, I'm going to say magical, about taking a day off from school, going and sitting around people who are also interested in gaining new experiences and whatever it is that you're getting your professional development in and just being able to kind of fully immerse your brain into something other than I have to teach these students this, here's my objective for the day, am I meeting those goals, am I assessing my kids and kind of take a step back from that and think about the philosophy behind why why are we doing this what are some new ways to do this and just dedicate some of your brain space to that I think that's vital for like the health and the mental health Mm -hmm. of a teacher and you know makes them a better teacher in the long run obviously Mm -hmm. well I think there's you know different levels of that too you know if you're not yet confident with what it is you're doing in the classroom like maybe most of your time needs to be dedicated to just handling like the day-to-day like I just need to get through this Mm -hmm. but like as you develop in that confidence uh, in the classroom the classroom management piece the curriculum piece then you know maybe you have more time to do more of those like reflective philosophical type things but I think those reflective philosophical conversations can happen at any time. Mm -hmm. And I think on our teaching teams, we need to be open to hearing ideas from people that may not have been around. Maybe they're a brand new teacher, but like their experiences are different than our experiences and they might bring some really cool ideas or might ask some really great reflective Mm -hmm. questions about why we're doing something. What's the point of it? What are we trying to get out of this? Like, is there another way that we can do those things and just being willing to to listen and to mm-hmm. hear what those other contributors and and making them feel like they're part of the team where they can contribute those ideas to the discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is about uh, most of it is keeping our confidence, right? Because we're with a group of students who sometimes don't give us the enthusiasm that we think <laughs> we deserve for a lesson that we've planned. And um, we're bogged down with a lot of things to do, to do, to do. And especially being a young teacher, you do need that reassurance that even if you mess up, it's okay. But also, you know, sometimes we think because we've been teaching a while, we should be perfect. 
and we should know exactly what to do in any given situation. And I think professional development offers the freedom to think like, no, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to change and to grow. And that it's, it's kind of nice to go back and think that um, I might not get everything that I need from one place, but at least I've tried all these different things and I know where I can go to gain that confidence. Right. Well, I'm building that network of people, too. Like, when I attend conferences, I have a list of names, not only resources, but names of people that I might be able to reach out to and brainstorm with. And, you know, finding that that group that's really going to challenge you to think outside your box, maybe provide some examples of things that you've never seen before, maybe things that you could bring back to your teaching team. But how do you go about actually building that network for yourself or for your team and then using it like okay it's one thing to get a list of names but if you never do anything with that list of names is it really like helping you become a better teacher mm-hmm. it's hard I mean as someone who I, I remember going to like those Newberry conferences mm-hmm. when I was you know first second third year teacher and you're sitting down with in a group of 10 maybe and then you have this you know PhD of whatever study it is that's leading that course in front of you and you're you're asked to participate and it was so intimidating to me as a young teacher but you know now as an older teacher being able to kind of look back and say like if I had just like asked one question nobody is going to turn around and say like oh my god she doesn't know that or she's asking that like it's actually mm-hmm. quite the opposite mm-hmm. they people almost they enjoy being experts in their field so you're either going to get two responses you're either going to get someone saying i don't know either that's a good thing let's talk about it or you're going to get someone who feels excited about the fact that they get to share their knowledge with you i mean like looking back i wish i would have realized that because the minute i had the guts to do that Mm -hmm. all i got was good outcomes all Mm -hmm. i got were people who were willing to help me and it's when the names started coming in now that i've had a conversation with someone now i'm much more likely to send them an email to get some follow-up information you know to talk a little bit more about that topic later on i don't know yeah. Well, and if what kids walked into our students being experts in our field and weren't willing to ask us questions and weren't willing to listen to the ideas we had and weren't willing to think differently, like, I'd be, like, offended. I'd be yeah. like, come on, guys. Like, I'm mad when people don't ask me questions about things they're not comfortable with. Like, as teachers, I think we have to take on that student mindset sometimes mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? Like, I know a lot of stuff, and I'm pretty good at this, but I know there's stuff that I can get better at. I know there's stuff that I'm not comfortable with. I know there's things that I need to learn more about. Mm -hmm. How do I adjust my mindset? How do I ask those questions? Who do I go out and seek for my resources? And we need to model that for our students. Like, hey, guys, this new unit that we're getting into is new to me. I haven't really tried it before, but I talked to these experts or these other people in the building, and we came up with this idea, and we're going to reflect along the way, and, like, let's go, let's try something new, and being open mm-hmm. to how you went about developing that so they can learn from it. Mm-hmm. People are often, I think, afraid of letting the students know that we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are some kids who definitely – they want you to be the expert, you know, but those are probably few and far between. The majority of our students like to see us as real people, you know, that motivates them. And I think our role as teachers is to guide people to realizations, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, um, as a learner, I want the same thing. So when I go to professional development, that sometimes hands me stuff and says, this is what I do in my classroom and it works really well, try this, try this, try this. As a younger teacher, I would try to do all of it the next day and it just never worked. And I'm like, what magic does that person have that I do not have? 
but that's not what it's about. I needed someone, I needed myself to kind of look at those resources and think, how can I use these ideas, but guide it towards what I need in my classroom and what my students need? And that's where I wish I would have had an instructional coach, you know, someone who could say like, what did you gather from that conference that you really, really liked? And now I'm going to ask you the questions to help guide you toward an understanding of what you really can use and how you want to use it. And it all goes back to that purpose. Like, why are we doing these things? Mm -hmm. What are those standards, those outcomes, those long-term transfer goals that we want our kids to walk away with, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, great, they get 100% on the quiz, but, like, there's so much more that I think we want for our kids. And so all those kind of questions every time we go to professional development using that lens of how is this going to help me with the big picture? Mm -hmm. How is this going to help my students, like, understand that big picture and asking those really important reflective questions and then being willing to maybe make concessions in your curriculum. Maybe you don't get to things the way that you used to get to things. Maybe you have to make some tough decisions about getting to less so that you can do more with the stuff you do get to. But like building that rapport with your team mm -hmm. and maybe sharing what you've learned from professional development so you understand so they understand why you're asking those questions or why you're making those suggestions. Or like, you know, just going through some of those experiences together, I think is really meaningful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times too, like, there are some professional development opportunities that I wish I had more time for, like article studies or mm. book talks. Yeah. And then I get the guilt, right? Because I love reading, but it's hard to read either like a, a fun book or an interesting book and it's also hard to read professional development resources so I used to always sign up for like these book talks that would happen or these article studies and then the date would get closer and closer and there were so many other things I had to get done had to get done had to get done and then the date would come and I was like I don't have time to read this and I would back out but then I started to realize that I should still join the conversation right like just because I hadn't read the material didn't necessarily mean that I wasn't it wasn't going to be a conversation that I would benefit, wouldn't benefit from. And so I kind of wish too that I had like kept up with those informal professional development moments and still been part of the conversation, even though I hadn't done my homework. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's so valuable. I know a couple years ago, um, one of our administrators, who's not even here anymore, signed a bunch of us up for to receive these weekly emails through this education um, person who does, I don't even know what her title is actually, but she sends out, she reads all of the professional development articles that you could imagine. She goes through like all of them and she chooses like six or seven, kind of summarizes them, picks out the best things she sees and then like sends out the email. Like here's seven articles I read this week and it comes every week and um, she highlights them and then links you to the actual article so you have access to it. It's been so great because then in those moments, not only am I getting a snippet of information just by reading this one email, but it kind of mentally stores it. So if a teacher comes back to me and is like, you know, I'm thinking about this, I'll be like, you know what? I, j I know there's an article out there. I haven't finished it, but like, let's go click on it. Let's take a look and see what they did to mm -hmm. talk about this specific thing. And things like that have been very helpful for me as someone who struggles with trying to get all my reading done to stay on top of what this, mm -hmm. the students are reading and then, you know, family things and school commitments, it, it's hard. So trying to figure out how to fit in that professional development in our busy lives, it's a huge goal. So, mm -hmm. Well, and using each other too, like I know some of us belong to professional, like, 
networks or whatever and so we get these magazines and we read these articles and it's like can we bring those into the office with little flags in them like hey this was kind of cool or reach out to a teammate or somebody else in the office or maybe even somebody in another department and be like oh i read this article i thought maybe you might benefit from that Mm -hmm. and just kind of like share those highlights with Mm -hmm. them and so we can kind of work to be that for each other sometimes Mm -hmm. and not be like offended if somebody walks up like hey i found this article about being a more engaging teacher like what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) like why not engaging already (laughs) but like understanding why they're doing that like they're trying to help they're trying to build they're you know they're they thought maybe you might find that interesting and um yeah and like starting to compile those resources Mm -hmm. with like our teams together and wondering too about the idea of apprenticing other leaders and presenters because all of us are kind of saying that like we've been to things where we say oh i learned that before i've done that before or we enjoy these like little email snippets of things but that that flip side of maybe when people come to professional development we should apprentice them to become the presenters of the next professional development and like that whole idea of teachers teaching teachers like Mm -hmm. what are you reading what are you doing maybe next time you want to lead this discussion let's see how it goes for you but there's that fear Mm -hmm. but always when we become the experts it's more for our learning and we take more responsibility and ownership of it so like if you're in charge of the professional development it might take on a different meaning for you I would think that's completely true how many times do we walk away from our professional development presentations feeling like we learned a whole bunch of new things (laughs) about the topic and we're sitting there questioning whether or not the teachers got it did they learn as much as we did in the planning process of creating that opportunity for them probably not well Mm -hmm. and just being open to when you're sitting through professional development when teachers ask questions like I'll be presenting something and people ask questions I'm like I didn't even think about that like that's Mm -hmm. great let's let let's go let's investigate that further Mm -hmm. I'll get back to you like Mm -hmm. just being willing to like speak up in those situations and maybe or beforehand or after providing that feedback like I know as a presenter I want to get better like I want to improve I want to be more effective in my job and I thrive when people give that feedback and make those comments and ask those questions and suggestions and it really like helps me to do a better job the next time Mm -hmm. and we have a a rare situation in the sense that for the most part the professional development that we're doing is for a specific audience Mm -hmm. so like the better we know that audience the better we can provide exactly what they want and or need as long as we get some of that feedback you know that's And I think that's why this upcoming literacy team meeting will be very powerful because we are asking other people about their expertise, about their experiences, so that we can elicit feedback to know where do we go from here. We don't want to hand you some perfect template and graphic organizer and tell you to go try it. We want instead to hear what you think about this really engaging topic and how it might change your learning and your thinking about literacy and having like a collaborative community where we can all learn from each other through this discourse opportunity. Um, So I'm hoping that it'll give us some feedback about what people do want and what people are looking and seeking. Feedback is what we want, right? Definitely. And you know, (laughs) a great place to give us feedback is on the Real Messy website. (laughs) There's a link on that Real Messy website uh, to give us a suggestion for a topic for this podcast. So if there's something that you're thinking about or something that this conversation has, you know, made you, you know, think that might you'd like to learn more information about, check out our Real Messy podcast podcast website. Um, You can also check out our future episodes where we're going to tackle some real messy questions. 
and give us ideas about how to give you professional development in the ways that would be valuable to you. Awesome. Thanks for talking with us this afternoon.